0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to the what are we doing, Laura? We are talking foot. We are talking all things NFL. And it's Mojo. I had a you know moment there. It's been a long Monday of just ridiculous football. So therefore, it needed a ridiculous entry into the podcast. Week 10 has gone by. We've got what eight, seven, eight weeks left of the regular season before we even get into playoffs. Another week of shocking football
1: should I say yeah (laughs) what was your highlight or low light for a week time you know I actually have a highlight and it's a bit of a different one I had to say that Buck Seahawks game was awesome not the actual football but what an atmosphere what a cool thing for the NFL and for fans all around the world you know maybe one day we might get a game over in Australia or New Zealand but what just an outstanding show of support and I personally didn't know that there were that many fans but when you watch back some of the tape and some of the videos you just hear this overwhelming chanting and excitement that was ringing through that stadium but I think the highlight of that game was Tom Brady as wide receiver one Getting picked off by Tariq, who has had the most outstanding season. He is a superstar. It's been so fun to watch. But watching Brady up that sideline, that was going to be a highlight of just all football of all time. That was pretty cool to see.
0: And if you ask Brady, it's because he slipped. Yeah. Um, which was great to see those memes. Yeah, I've, always, I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast that if you ever get a chance to go watch an international game of NFL, it's, it's unlike any kind of other environment just because it's, it's just an appreciation for football. It's people that just love watching football. It's people that are there to see Tom Brady. It's people that are there to see, you know, the Seattle Seahawks, right? So the names and the players bring in, (laughs) there you go, bring in a big crowd. I've been to a couple in London and they're phenomenal. So if Australia does get one, it's awesome. Highly recommend it. If you're ever in a scenario where you can go to one, I highly, highly recommend it. Look, for me, a low, I don't know if I have a highlight for this week just because (laughs) It was, it was a really football <laughs> for me. And I don't think I can pick a highlight. I mean, I could probably go with my college, you know, highlights like I like, sometimes I like to sometimes like pick those out. But uh, it was nice to see uh, Ohio State get another win. And that Clemson running back absolutely hurt all that guy uh, into the end zone. That was pretty fun, too. But my gosh, Chicago, when just please win, the love of God, just win. I don't understand why that's so, <laughs> so hard, but and what a game to lose! They shouldn't they shouldn't have lost that game. One point like, to the to the Lions, and now that puts us at the bottom of the table. Especially the Packers beating the Cowboys, which upset me even more. It's just, it, you know what? It was, a, it was a long day for football. It really was. Um, yeah. But I think that's all the complaining we're gonna do for now. For now, for me for at the moment. Now. Uh, but we're gonna move into our first game, where we're gonna talk Patriots and. Jets. Very interesting game. Little East Coast action happening between the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Dan's not here to kind of back up his boys, so I feel like we can kind of just go off on one if we we need to. But both of them coming off a bye week. Just quickly, who do you think
1: this bye week is going to favor? Patriots or the Jets? I think the Jets. I think the Patriots were starting to kind of get their act together a little bit heading into that bye week. And I think it was actually the worst timing for them. I think they really needed to continue on that role, continue on that momentum. You know, Mac Jones was really starting to come together. That offensive line needs serious work, but a bye week isn't going to fix that. Um, Whereas if you look at at the Jets, they've just been going from strength to strength in so many different areas and pockets of their game. You know, Sauce Gardner is, to use the word again, an absolute superstar. And what this defense has been able to do with moments of this offense, when Zach Wilson really connects, it's just been great to see. So I think for them being able to take this time, regroup, come into a big divisional matchup, and get ready for that stretch down the season, which to me looks pretty positive. I think that this bye week and this game that's coming up is going to put them in place to potentially win the division.
0: I mean, we saw the Jets come off a very impressive three point win over the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, right? Which You know, when you kind of talk about a turnaround team right from last year, bottom of their group, we kind of gave them a hard time in the offseason, but they've really turned it around. You mentioned a very special player for them, Sauce Gardner, who just seems to be his coverage is phenomenal. The way he just shuts down receivers, the way he's able to pick off that ball, the way he's able to read the plays and just be an absolute menace on defense is insane. I think for me, the big question kind of going into it's going to be interesting to see these quarterbacks play off each other because it's both their kind of second second year in the league for both Zach Wilson and, oh my gosh, I cannot remember his name, Mac Jones, Um, both relatively young guys that still have a lot to prove. Right. I mean, when you're looking at this quarterback matchup, do
1: you have one pulling out over the other? I mean, it's tough. Like I personally think Mac Jones is a great quarterback where I think that he kind of has that ability was from what we saw with him at Bama. But that was running a spread offense. You know, they were being utilizing so many different players, but the Patriots. They can't decide what they want to be. Are we a team that runs the ball? Are we a team that catches the ball? Are we a team that fights for the ball? They, you know, they haven't really been able to identify a strength. When we talk about them, we say, oh, they're doing okay. They're doing this, but there's not really a strength there. So I think for Mac, he's having to be under center a lot more than I think what he's ever been used to. And, you know, I think Zach Wilson does show. Positive moments, but the Jets have a problem on third down. They aren't getting those third down conversions. They're sitting at what did I have it here? Forty two of one hundred and twenty five. You know they really need to get that. They're also getting heavily penalized. I think that comes down to Zach Wilson's inexperience, but also I think he's just inconsistent. We see these great moments. We see these exciting you know uses of usage of plays and use the ball, but there's nothing coherent. So I think Mac Jones does have the skill to really move this team but they haven't got it clicking on offense yet they haven't figured out what's our game plan what's our strength and they can't run the ball so what are they going to do
0: when you look at it I mean you could kind of come down to like kind of like a coaching you know battle but but it is Bill Belichick yeah. right he's been around for a while I think back in the day he used coach coach for the used to be in season coach on the Jets you know but football's changed a lot since then let's be honest um but I think when we look at these, when we look at this game, I think it is going to be a defensive game. I think the last game for the Patriots, they, their rush defense stepped up. Oh. We had, they had two or three guys that had at least three sacks each. Um, and I think they totaled about six or seven sacks in total against, okay, the Colts, but still to get to the quarterback <laughs> to sack him seven times is pretty still good. Some- I mean, the Jets had a decent amount of sacks themselves getting through. So when you're looking at two O-lines that are slightly iffy, you're looking at two rush defense that seems to have stepped it up. Secondary is looking a little better for the Jets. So I'm going to say if it's coming down to a defensive showdown, I think the Jets, they're just a little more flashy. They're a little more like adventurous in how they go about the football from a defensive standpoint, where I think the Patriots are a little more reserved. Yes, they can still get to the quarterback. But, I mean, I just see Sauce Gardner just, like, absolutely picking off Mac Jones right, left, and center.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty easy one and pretty straightforward. I think Matthew Judon has done an outstanding job with this Pat's defense coming into the bye week. But, yeah, I think there's more explosive. I think there's more happening with the with the Jets defense overall in different areas. One thing as well about the Jets, which I think is a little bit of a secret reference on the offensive side of the ball is Braxton Berrios, the wide receiver. He's a guy that we haven't actually seen him perform much as a wide receiver, but his ability to run the ball, to push through his athleticism has been amazing. And I think he could be a real key in this matchup to kind of throw off that defense a little bit, but actually, you know, make some more plays. Garrett Wilson's been outstanding for this offense, um, is the leader, but I do think Braxton Berrios is going to come through. He's averaging 11. So we'll see. And they
0: both average around the similar kind of total yardage. They yeah. average around the same kind of rush yardage, same kind of passing yardage. They average about the same yards per play. So they're, I would say they're pretty even keel. Yeah. They're both coming off a bye week. They're rested. I guess I don't have any kind of like major injuries noted down for either team. Yeah. So I guess if we're going to do predictions, I mean, I could see this game going overtime. I could. I could see it going overtime, and I could see it being like, 2017 overtime win Jets that's kind of my big prediction there I don't know about you are you going to go Jets are we going to make Dan happy and someone's going to pick the Patriots or is he just going to have to be sad that he's not here tonight to back him up
1: yeah, look, Dan's missed out tonight. Um, we, I think we've gone a bit easy on him, so he can he rest assured once he listens uh, to the podcast, he'll be like, okay, they, they, did, they did my team all right. But, uh, look, I think it is going to be an easy Jets win. I think you're a little bit phased by all the overtimes we had this week, but I don't <laughs> think it's going to be overtime for this game. I think the Jets are going to get it done. It's going to be convincing, and I'm excited to watch this game, actually. Uh, fair,
0: fair fair play. There have been a lot of overtime games this, past <laughs> season. this in the last 10 weeks, so I could be favoring that one for sure. But we will see what happens. But that's two for the Jets. Dan, I'm sure you're going to back your Patriots, even though it is struggle busting a little bit for you. We're going to move into our next game. And I'm kind of excited to talk about this one. Broncos Raiders, because on paper, they should be outstanding. Right kind of a little bit maybe you know you got Russell Wilson at the Broncos he has you know good players around him, wide receivers you look at the Raiders oh they've got some weapons defensively offensively I'm going to start with the Raiders because it's disappointing Mm. to say the least how they've kind of been going right now And we touched a little bit off air on it but you brought up a good point where it's not a personnel problem it's a coaching problem
1: well, like what you said, when you look at this team on paper, they've got some league leading players, you know, you've got Josh Jacobs, who's been outstanding running the ball, Devontae Adams. I mean, there's nothing else you need to say after saying Devontae Adams. And I think I was one of those people that after that, after they picked him up, I put a futures down on the Raiders. You know, I was excited to see what they would do, bringing back Car and um, and Adams, but really you can't look at this team and draw any other conclusion besides the fact that there's something happening with, with Josh McDaniels, you know, Derek Carr is continuing to kind of speak positively about it, but this team is not buying into what he's selling. I don't know if his cookies are off or what's going on, but really this team has not been ignited. They haven't been able to work easily and they haven't been able to win games. They can perform, they can get the ball down the field, but that doesn't matter if you're not winning games. And I don't really understand how Josh McDaniels has gotten this so wrong. I don't think he's losing his job at the end of the season. I do think we will see him back next season, but some, something needs to change. Something needs to change fast. I mean, the losses that they've had, these games, what they've come down to, they've been easily winnable. You know, we've had halftime scores of 20 nil, 17 nil, you know, with the Raiders seriously taking an advantage and, really looking like a strong unit, but they just break down in the second half of the game.
0: You're right. I mean, they on a four game losing streak at the moment. Um, you're again, losing easy games in this past week against the Colts. They had no Waller, no Renfro, no Diablo. I mean, Renfro and Waller are big losses for the Raiders, mm-hmm. but, but they still are able to perform. They can still do their job. They can still move the ball. However, and this is a and these are stats. I love these stats. These are one of my probably favorite stat lines of the NFL. But it's penalties given up and the yardage they gave up on penalties. They gave away ten, or they committed ten penalties for seventy four yards, which erased fifty five yards of play. I mean, I, I saw it in the game against the Colts. Monte Adams makes this great run. He had to. He it was supposed to be a trick play. He was supposed to pass it. He runs the ball, and all of a sudden, there's a holding call you know, and he gains about 20 yards and it's back at where the line of scrimmage is like the guys have got to kind of pull their heads in a little bit and get this under control because when you're giving that much yardage up and I've said this before, like a team like the Colts, if you walk them down the field, they'll score. Yeah. So, and I think you got to look at it too. When the Broncos, they're nothing fabulous, but if you give them the opportunity to get into the red zone Russell Wilson's going to score on you. And I think that if the Raiders need to look at anything, they need to look at the penalties they've given away because when you look at their game against the Colts, they had 18 first downs. Okay, to the Colts 20, whatever, it's not a big deal. They were five for 13 on third-down conversions. And I think a lot of that had to do to penalties. They were one for three for fourth down efficiency. They had 64 total plays. They had 232 passing yards, four point. Like they look like a better team statistically but it just looks like they're getting gassed in the fourth quarter and they just can't seem to find that last little bit of oomph or drive to actually score. And when you, and it's not like they don't have players that can do it. And they've got, you know, Max Crosby who steps up on defense when he needs to, and he made a big play against the Colts this past week, but it's like when one part's kicking the other part's struggling to breathe. (laughs) And when one, and then when offense is kicking, the defense is struggling to breathe. And I think, both sides of the ball have to be kicking because when you look at the two teams in the past week, they're very, very even in that. They don't really have a rush game either side. So, you know, it's fine. Um, But when you look at kind of the passing game, Raiders kind of edge out of the Broncos. I mean, Broncos favor, they've got Russell Wilson, but I mean, you've seen Russell Wilson play since he left
1: Seattle. It's clearly not working out for him. I don't know what aliens came down and abducted Russell Wilson. I don't know who they've actually left us with because it's not Russell Wilson. This, I mean, when when you said before about, you know, if the Broncos get down the field, Russell's going to score on you. Well, actually, I don't know if he can. I don't know. We haven't seen that this season. Their red zone performance has just been abysmal. It's really not been there. I think it's a pretty straightforward and simple game plan for the Raiders. You know, like you said, the Broncos, they can't run the ball. They're inconsistent with the ball in the air. And I think losing Jerry Judy with a left ankle this week, that's going to hinder this Broncos offense even more. So when you come back down to it, they need to stuff that run stuff, that offensive line as much as they can. And then and that's it. That's straightforward. There's not much they need to do. There's not much work to it, but Joshua Daniels really needs to hone that in with his players. The defensive coaching staff needs to get that done, stop that ball, get to Russell Wilson. But I mean, that's, you're asking that of a team that has a 3.1% sack rating. So I don't know, maybe they don't understand how to play defensive football anymore. Who knows when you bring in the whole Russell Wilson situation, I mean, I think this is more disappointing than what we've seen out of Las Vegas so far. You know, yes, Devontae Adams is a big pickup. Yes, looks great, but they have had injuries. We have lost decent players. But Russell Wilson, there's well, not that hell of a lot wrong with him. He has had those shoulder problems. But why is this team not working? This defense has been outstanding. They've been consistent. They've shown up. They've limited the points um, being scored from other teams. But Russell Wilson can't score. I think I had the stats here. He's had what 12 touchdowns in 9 games. I mean, if you look at what he's been doing the last couple of seasons in Seattle, you would think of that would be in the first quarter of the season if not less. Um I, it's hard to understand what has gone so wrong and I really it really baffles me, but you know, you listen to the talk that's been coming out of Seattle recently and all of that kind of like, well, maybe this explains everything. Maybe all of the problems that people were putting on Pete Carroll for all these years actually might not have been completely his fault. You know, Seattle did not have the greatest run game. They didn't make good decisions with the run game with Russell there. Now, well, I think the stat line speaks for itself. You bring that into Denver and Denver has no, no offense at all. They can't produce, they can't get the ball, you know, and score touchdowns. So I, this is, I think, it's a very simple and straightforward win for the Raiders going into this week, um, and it's up to them to lose it. Really, it's there it's you know, the ball's in their court.
0: Yeah, it is. It is kind of a game to lose for the Raiders because you, you're right. When you look at the Broncos stat line from their Titans game, Murray and Gordon both had 24 yards each, both even, right? And then when you look at their two top receivers in Sutton and Virgil, again, both guys 66 yards each, like. It, and then the next guy in Hinton had 62 and Gordon had 46 and Maria 23. And all these guys are getting double digit yards and receptions. Yes. They're maybe getting one, two or three, but there's nobody that, that Russell Wilson can kind of go, you're my guy. I'm going to hit for third down, or I'm going to trust you to catch the ball. Derek Carr has that in Devontae Adams. Russell Wilson had that in the likes of Tyler Lockett and the people in Seattle. So he doesn't have, and maybe, you know, we don't know what the extent of the Jerry Judy injury is. Maybe he'll come back. He did seem like a little bit more of a favorite receiver for Russell Wilson. But, again, my biggest question is going to come down to who can protect the quarterback because the Raiders let in two sacks against the Colts. And um, the lovely line in front of Sir Russell Wilson let in six. He got <laughs> yeah. sacked six times. And I think the other stat was 18 quarterback hits. I mean, and his conversion under pressure was ridiculous. I think it was in, you know, the high 30s. So that's a big concern for me if I've got the likes of Crosby running at me from a rush defense perspective. So I think when we're looking at this game, they both can't run the ball. The, the favor for the Raiders is that Carr and Adams trust each other and they have that relationship. Russell Wilson doesn't seem to have a strong relationship with, like, one lone receiver that he can trust. He's trying to play with everybody, and that's just not – you know, sometimes that's just not – sometimes you just can't play ball with everyone. You can't be nice and share it. You got to pick someone that you trust who's going to catch the ball for you. And that line in front of Russell Wilson clearly doesn't like him as much as Derek Carr's line likes him. So if if I'm going to pick this game – I don't see it being high scoring. Um, I think penalties are going to be a big issue for both teams. I think if the passing game goes out the window, God, it's going to be interesting football. I won't be surprised if it comes down to their kickers, to be perfectly honest with you. And I could see it being like a weird, very kind of 12-9 kind of game to the Raiders. Like it's not going to be good football. It's not going to be pretty football but they're going to somehow scrape by and get a win and kind of snap this four game winning streak. But I do pick the Raiders to win in what I think is going to be a very ugly football match.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the one saving grace for the Broncos is this defense and I, we will be interested to see maybe in highlights. I think I'll watch the full game. um, You know, if they are how they are able to get to Derek Carr, because I mean, his off his offensive line doesn't particularly like him all that much either. Um, but, you know, maybe Russell will come through. I always like to believe in the man, but I do think this is a Raiders win. I think, you know, like what exactly what you said, that relationship with Devontae Adams at the saving grace, I think it could be, we could see a bit of a performance out of Josh Jacobs. I'm not seeing over a hundred yards, but I am seeing a little bit of movement that will help them convert on third down and, and, um, and win that game. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a messy game, but I do think it, it will be a Raiders win. All right, so Derek Carr needs that so he's not crying at next week's press conference.
0: <laughs> I mean, hopefully, otherwise. I mean, mm-hmm. you said Josh McDaniels might have a have a gig next year. I don't know. I think he might be the next coach to go. But, you know, the the Raiders ownership is, is definitely an interesting one in Vegas. Um, and no one wants to see Derek Carr cry. So, no. please, somebody catch the ball for him and score. Someone save him. <laughs> yeah. Somebody save him. Um <laughs> I mean, those two games are good, but I think we should kind of go into the remaining games we have for the week. I'm going to kick off with, with my games. We got Ravens, Panthers. I gave the Panthers a hard time last week and they ended up pulling out a win. So color me surprised there. I don't think they're going to pull it off against the Ravens, but Hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think the Ravens are going to come and win that one giants to be lions. I hate the lions right now. How dare you beat the bears by one point. It's just rude. Um, so, and the giants, I mean, talk about, again, we talk about the yeah teams. God, I hope this is a great, you know, not to divert sports or anything, but I hope this is a great kind of like precursor for how the Knicks are going to play <laughs> watching the, you know, the, the line, the giants do so well and the jets do so well. I'm like, all right, Knicks, you boys got to back it up too. It might be New York's year.
1: I think Stephen A. Smith might have a heart attack. If <laughs> the Nick might, but um, but that's
0: okay. We can let him have that. That's all right. Um, <laughs> but for me, I'm gonna go Giants on that one just because I just they seem to pull it out of the bag when they need to. It, again, it's not pretty, but they've got players around them defensively, offensively, and, and talk about some swagger. I think that swagger helps when you're playing football because it just I feel like sometimes you go for those bigger plays. You go for those interceptions. You go for those big, you know, one-handed catches that we saw in the in the Vikings in Vikings game against um, the Bills. That was that was an interesting game. If you haven't watched that one, go watch that. Chargers Chiefs. Oh, Ugh. that's a tough one because I'm not the Chiefs. I don't think are anything fantastic. Again, the Chargers. I don't think they're anything fantastic. Um, Mahomes seems to be on a touchdown kind of spree a little bit lately in his couple of games, so I'm gonna go Chiefs. Not comfortably or confidently, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go Chiefs just because I think the Chargers are just you know lacking a little bit of leadership. Um, I, I would say kind of somewhere. Um, so yeah, Chiefs over Chargers, Vikings, Cowboys. Just to knock the Vikings down a peg, Cowboys, please. Cowboys, please, because, like, you're going to bounce back from your Green Bay loss. That was a tough one for Mike McCarthy being back there for the first time since he's been in Green Bay. So, for me, oh, please, I just want the Vikings to just get knocked over a little bit. So, I'm going to go Cowboys for that one. Again, not confidently, but Cowboys. steelers Bengals. Steelers pulled out an interesting win against the Saints. It was a good game. Again, wasn't anything fabulous, but... Is Jamar having Jamar chase out going to be a problem? Oh, I don't know. We saw Nixon kind of ball out in their previous game. So I think if that happens again, oh, we've got TJ back for the Steelers. This is hard. Bengals by a field goal? Let's go that one. Bengals by a field goal. I'm going to call that there. And then we got Cardinals, 49ers, Cardinals. I'm going to call Cardinals and I'm going to say that confidently just because 49ers. Yes. Okay. We're on a great streak since McCaffrey joined good for him. Love that for San Francisco, but Cardinals, I just didn't look too bad with their, you know, third string quarterback in today. So hopefully with, um, you know, barring any kind of major issues during the week, Colomar is back and they can get, you know, back to form. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals there. So, you know, interesting picks, interesting games. We will have to see how they play out because I think it's going to be another very interesting week of football.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, at least the Cardinals' third-string quarterback watched some film on the Rams. That's what I took away from that game. (laughs) What an interesting week 11, some really whack mix up, uh, matchups. All right. Coming in Packers and Titans. I mean, I think the Titans have some room to move. I think they have some room to improve and I don't think this Packers team is going to sustain that when they had today, they should have won that game before overtime, really I mean it just was not a great performance they got it by the skin of their teeth I'm going with Titans Falcons Bears I think the Bears are taking this one easily I'm excited I think somebody help us (laughs) that was a terrible and disappointing loss today I think Justin Fields you know he's something special and I think this Falcons is just they're a mess. Nothing happening there. Colts and Eagles. Eagles. Oh, my goodness. Our new producer, Jamie, will love me for saying this, but the Eagles are taking the win easily. What a dynamic and exciting team. They're probably my favorite team to watch this season. They've been outstanding. Unexpected, but, I mean, Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown. It's It's incredible. It's magic. It really is. Texans commanders, two teams that I do not care about one little bit, uh for me they they both suck you know obviously all the drama surrounding the Commanders you know get Dan Snyder the hell out of there you know be the best thing for this league um but I do think the Commanders will take the win over the Texans Saints and Rams I think this is an easy Saints win I mean what is happening in Los Angeles I mean when you look at this team I think you know they spent all their money to win one Super Bowl and that's it they got that Super Bowl but then what and this is this was not a team that was built to last Multiple seasons, and I think losing OBJ was a bigger hit than they realized. And while well, their loss, um, so I think it's Saints win. Chris Olave has been outstanding and fun to watch. I'm excited to see how he goes. Alex looks way too happy about that. I've been way too nice to her, but that's fine. And oh, oh, you both in the league. thank you very much, Chris <laughs> Olave showing up for the Saints. Oh my gosh, Bills and Browns to round it up. Oh, the mm. Bills, what has been going on recently? I mean. Th- the last time I felt like we really dive, dived into the Bills, it was this was not on the bingo card for them, and this is not something that we expected. I think hopefully they've gone back after that loss this week and they've really hit the drawing board. I hope they do come out and win. I think this is the team that I want to see in the Super Bowl. I think they deserve to be in the Super Bowl. I think they have this talent and the skill to get there. Um, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, we saw him with a lot of emotion this past week, and so hopefully he fuel turns into fuel and uses it to drive down the rest of the stretch. So I'm going with the bills Browns. I mean, I, I don't know, nothing much interesting to say about that, about that team. So bills let's round it out and yeah. It's
0: definitely going to be a uh, very interesting, interesting week of football for sure. Cause who knows? I mean, we're heading into week 11 and who knows what is going to happen on the football front? Who knows who is going to make the Super Bowl? I can't tell you right now who's going to be there. But before we go, I have one question for you, OBJ. Do you see him landing anywhere? You
1: know, I would actually like to see him with Patty Mahomes. I think that would be. I I know it's not expected. It's not what I would like in terms of. I'd like him to be in Seattle. I think that would be outstanding. But um, we don't need him. I think. Him in Kansas would be a would be a good fit to finish off the season.
0: Interesting, interesting pick there. I know that the the Giants aren't super like kind of gun for a little bit, but I wouldn't mind seeing him back in New York. I just feel yeah. like. He's kind of grown a little bit. He went off and did his thing. You know, it's kind of like a breakup game back with the X, right? Like you kind of grow, you go apart, you grow up a little bit, you come back a little more experienced. It just works out better for both sides. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing him, like seeing him back with the Giants. It might be some good leadership for them in what is a young team and a very explosive team at the moment. So for me, I'm going to go with Giants for that one. You said Chiefs. It's all up in the air for, for him Interesting. where where – I'm sure everyone will be interested to see where he lands. But, Laura, as always, it's always fun talking football. But uh, hopefully we'll have a full house next week in Dan and Riley as they come back and join us. But, uh, as always, enjoy your football and enjoy the crazy ride that is the NFL right now.